Hi everyone, Nick here with a quick announcement. As we wrap up Season 2 of Dungeons & Drama Nerds, we've made the big decision to launch a Patreon. This will help us pay for the costs of hosting the podcast and, hopefully, pay Anthony and our guests for their incredible work in the near future. This is a labor of love for us, and with your support it could grow into something even greater. Just 12 of our listeners supporting us at $3 a month would cover our web hosting costs for a year, and all of our patrons get access to special bonus content. If you subscribe right now, you'll also get to vote on the form some of that bonus content takes, and, most importantly, you'll get access to an early announcement of the titles for the games we'll be playing in Season 3. Why wait? Head on over to patreon.com slash dungeonsanddramanerds to join the conversation. And whether you're able to subscribe to the Patreon or not, thanks for all of your support over the years. Previously on Lancer. Despite a valiant attempt on Derek's end to charm his way into a truce against the witch, the battle raged on against the warriors of the Agate Cross. But the longer the Lancers fought the pirates, the more the cargo revealed itself. Now, as android skeletons emerged from the drone ship, the Lancers spot an SOS flare coming from the scientist's base. And the flare is going up and up and up into the sky, a bright, bright red, uh, probably made of some uh, particular kind of compound that makes it burn brighter and longer uh, than any flare that we would see in our time. Uh, you know, this is definitely still considered pretty old school uh, in terms of the world of Lancer, but obviously comms are not an option. This is the only way that the base can get in touch with you. Um, so as you all are seeing this go up, the message is clear. Does the flare have like, it, did it explode into like any words? Is it like skywriting? <laughs> no. Okay. Just so it's, is it like one letter? No, there's no skywriting in the SOS flare. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, Ben, are you disappointed? There's so, But it's not like the command codes to the androids in the ship are. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. No, it's not that. Um, Damn. Cool suggestion. <laughs> really, really cool idea, Ben. <laughs> we'll think about that for next. Firing a second flare. So this is like, oh, by the way. <laughs> I, I feel like, uh, you know, like when I was like, oh, and this is important, you know, they'll want to pay attention to have to make a big decision about this. It's sort of like I just told you, like, so then you see the people on the ship, and the ship is sinking. And Ben's like, oh, like, what's what's on the side of the ship? Is it like a carnival cruise? <laughs> Can it be a carnival cruise? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> no. <laughs> what a well, they've hired the Goodyear blimp. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the flare is there. What do you want to do? <laughs> uh, so I don't. I don't know if we're still going with turn order here, but I do want to do some physical things along with any conversation we're having at this point because I still have two worms digging into my back. <laughs> um, for sure, uh, I'm. I'm considering this a free narrative. A narrative point here we um everyone can just can just talk with the narrative and then we'll get to decency's turn yeah i mean i think what derek would say 
uh, is something along the lines of, there is a man assaulting me. Someone just tried to rip me out of my mech. I am not going down without a fight. Quack. Uh, I think you should tell your girlfriend that it might be time for us to work together. They don't like the scientists. They saw a flare from the scientist area. They're not going to say, let's throw down our weapons. Their allies don't have their back anymore. She's going to try to murder us. I think we have a common goal in that those are very creepy. (laughs) You make a good point. I really wish that like this was a visual medium because Julia, the the motions you just did were so amazing. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, listeners at home, I'm doing a little Android dance for everyone. I'm nothing if not committed to the bit. Um Derek opens up all comms and says, uh which agate cross lady? This seems like a a no-win situation with these creepy androids. Could we maybe call time out? It certainly seems like a one-of-us-wins situation. And at that point, um, the the uh, the witch is going to um, uh, reappear. The witch actually appears right in front of Derek. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> like face-to-face with Derek. <laughs> uh-huh. I'll kiss. You suddenly asking for a truce wouldn't have anything to do with the fact that you're currently being hugged to death by my friend over here. I mean, okay, that might factor into some of the calculus, yes. But I think we can both agree that those android things are really creepy and maybe bad. You truly don't know anything about what those are besides that thing's siblings. I am not a thing. I am a cat. What? But the... Then your siblings should also be cats. I use sibling in the term of they were created by the people who gathered me. This doesn't make any sense to any of us. The point is, you don't... Do you think this makes sense to us? Yeah, that's really weird, lady. I'm with you. (laughs) Considering you were working for the scientists, we were under the impression that you would know what this cargo is. We thought it would be valuable, but clearly those are not. We have no use for this. You can take them and leave if you'd like, or destroy them, do what you see fit. If there's nothing else in the ship, remove it from our land immediately. So happy to do that for you. You got it, dude. We technically do not know if there is nothing else in the ship because we haven't gone inside. Shh. <laughs> um, all the Agate Cross warriors sort of look back at the ship and more and more android <laughs> skeletons are just falling out of it at this point. And they're kind of sort of like stepping over each other. They're kind of like, uh, some of them don't have legs that are kind of crawling on the ground. So the witch just looks at, uh, at 18,000 and goes, we'll take our chances. Hey, says the rainmaker in the far back. I can't hear anyone. I, I think I, I think my mechs are on the wrong settings again. The comms are wait, what are we doing? <laughs> Father, we have no need for what's in the cargo ship. It's a bunch of those androids that belong to the scientists. These whoever you are are going to take them away from our territory. Oh, you mean we're giving up? 
we're not going to give up. Not after that they said about your mother. They were not speaking about my mother in particular, father. <laughs> hey, Derek, get get her get her digits real quick. Get her email address before she goes. Oh, um, if if we find something valuable and you want it, how is there a comm channel I can contact you on? You want to give us something valuable from the ship you were sent to retrieve. I mean, maybe you you're just like really doing us a solid here by not letting this guy and he like gestures with the one free arm toward the Goliath that is crushing him <laughs> by letting this guy not crush me to death. That's a pretty big solid. And I appreciate that. The cockpit of the witch, which comes out of um, her chest, it opens up um, sort of like a a, a flower blooming and um, a, uh, a youngish woman, she's probably in her early 20s. She has um, uh, blonde, straight hair that she's pulled back into a, a bun um, with some wispies, curly wispies around her face. She's mm-hmm. got on um, a particular kind of, of red stripy makeup. It's, it's a little bit um, uh, um, kind of the, like a little bit of a handprint kind of style going on. It's clearly mm-hmm. something that the Agate Cross have, uh, have adopted there. Um, she's got um, um, sort of beautiful, uh, very, very pale skin raised here in, in an Arctic land. It's clear there's, there's a lot of very pale blonde and very, very pale skin going on here with like very light, icy blue eyes. And and she is quite in her red uh, pilot suit armor. She is quite striking, tall, lithe, very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, she steps out, shake on it in person. Um, Derek immediately opens his cockpit and is like, <laughs> fumble, like there's, there's a keyboard that's like over the lap and he's like fumbling over that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to dismount um, his his you know bill shaped mask that um sends text messages and stuff like that right now it's just like blushing emojis that keep like flying up into his um field of vision and um as he like stumbles to his feet um he catches himself and then says Derek McDuck it's your service I am Princess Lila of the Agate Cross she takes your hand and she shakes it. She's got delicate, beautiful fingers with, with long, uh, long sort of um, nails. They're almost like claws, but they're in a red glove. She shakes, she shakes Derek's hand. Are you the uh, monarch of your group? Yes. <laughs> um, and then he like looks a little to his left and right. And he's like, yes. Um, These are your vassals then. Prince Derek McDuck, if you will. Um, yes, these are my, well, vassals feels like a strong word. Um, comrades in arms, perhaps. Uh, I see. Knights, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, like knights, yeah. Uh, clunk, 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 clunk. Her dad. Watch out, dad's. Of... <laughs> <laughs> What kingdom are you a prince, Prince Derek? Oh, uh, Baleen. Oh, <laughs> I've never heard of that world. What's it like? Clunk, clunk, clunk. Get, oh, get out of the way. Oh, no, 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 no. If he's pushing past me, I will absolutely overwatch him and grapple. 
Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Do it. I will just do it with my my weakest weapon. Um, and that is an attack roll of a fucking 17. Um, well, it works. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so great. I will. What I'm going to fail on is my damage rolls and do no damage. But I am going to use um, a blade master die, which I get every time I hit with a main weapon in order to immediately grapple uh, the target or grapple or ram the target as a free action. So I have grappled him. Atwe, um, do your turrets go off when damage is done or when any attack is successful? <laughs> uh, I believe it's damage, but I don't want to, I don't want to lie because there could be some interesting things. Uh, um, uh, that's funny. I, he would withhold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the turret like pops up and is like, like, a t- like mm-hmm. attack. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, wait, 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 he's having the moment. Come on. Oh, don't the, turret, the turret goes like the crab turret goes. Beep. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what you, what are you doing? Get off! Hey, hey, get off me! He's trying to uh, the rainmaker sort of starts to like try to twist. Please do not approach my friend while he is vulnerable. Father, what are you doing? Stay back. I, I apologize for my father. He um, likes to be a part of things. I am now sitting on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I assure your father or mother, perhaps, I mean, are they queen or king sovereign of Belina? Yeah. I don't often get to meet other royalty. Hagar is a far outskirt world and Mm -hmm. even warriors like us, our culture is becoming a thing of the past. So to meet somebody who understands my life as a warrior princess, uh, it's rare. This is feeling worse. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the dad and I are just like now like slap fighting while I'm on his head. Um, I think that Derek um, kind of gets lost in her eyes for a moment. Those icy blue. With the red, the red makeup looks, it makes him look more icy blue, red lipstick. It's shiny. Maybe it's gloss. He's doing his best to smolder, but really he's just kind of like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> just staring mouth slightly agape improved by the fact that he has a mask that covers his mouth entirely but um he looks a little dopey from from the nose bridge up um uh, and i think he says i'd really love to be in contact more with you but and he looks over to the flare on the horizon there's just things i need to do you understand uh yes those scientists They set up here near our lands without speaking to us or presenting audience to my father. It's a grave insult, you see. We can't possibly be friends with them until they try to make amends. I would be happy to serve as emissary or envoy between the scientists and the wonderful people of the Agate Cross. Oh, God, asking a prince to be an envoy. No, you should surely send one of your knights. 18,000 and the dad are just arm wrestling on the ground. (laughs) 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 Wait, what is 18,000 saying as as 18,000 wrestles? Uh, I think that's complete, like, steely silence. (laughs) You just hear (laughs) with his giant mech arms, like, wrestling. Perhaps one of your knights, um, not, not that one. Um. <laughs> I would be happy to send uh, one of my knights to uh, be emissary to the scientists on your behalf to make sure they 
follow the proper protocols in terms of uh, land use? We are not uh, unwilling to receive guests here on Hagar. We only wish to be respected as the sovereigns. We will send our own emissaries. Prince Derek, this is <laughs> very exciting to know that the scientists over there at least have some touchstone of royal decorum. I'll, I'll make sure that they do. <laughs> um, uh, well, is Belena far? Uh, it's a it's a short warp from here. Oh, well, maybe perhaps one day I can come and uh, pay a political visit to your kingdom. I would enjoy that very much. I cannot wait to meet uh, your father, the king of Belena. Yes. <laughs> and um, Derek, like, makes a mental note, like, figure out how to, one, make sure to see if they have uh, interstellar travel capabilities on Hagar, and two, figure out a compelling alibi once back on Belena. <laughs> Warriors of the Agate Cross, we will be leaving uh, Prince Derek and his knights to handle this uh, cargo. We have no more need to be here. Father, father, please stop playing around. Father. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid cat. Stay still. Please stay still. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize, Prince Derek, for the uh, near unforgivable violence we unleashed on a fellow royal envoy. I Uh, hope you will uh, find it in your heart to see me as uh, an emissary of peace and goodwill. I believe it is my party that needs to do the apologizing for entering your um, sacred spaces uh, in such a brutish and crude manner. (laughs) You know, the way you talk, uh, I'm Sure, the uh, ladies of Belena are lining up to court you. <laughs> are you perhaps already <laughs> promised? No. <laughs> oh, well, I, I am technically promised, uh, but anyone who I defeat in hand-to-hand combat cannot have me. And therefore, I have not yet been married. Um, I don't think this recent fiancé will last much longer, so... <laughs> Is it the guy in the Goliath? <laughs> <laughs> Which its head falls off. <laughs> over, yeah, over um, over uh, here actually, this guy was one HP left. Like his leg hmm. falls off, and he just topples over, and you hear from it. It's me, princess. I love you. Oh, isn't that isn't that the guy I pushed down the hall? <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely the guy you pushed down the hall. <laughs> Uh, well, Prince Derek, please, you are needed. Yes, um, and thank you once more for this uh, grace and generosity. Warriors, we return to our home. Father, father, please stand up. This is embarrassing. Father, father, there's a prince here. The prince, there's a prince from a cosmopolitan, father. (laughs) (laughs) Of 18,000, do you want to release the Rainmaker? (laughs) Um, like what, what's, 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 what's our situation right now? <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's, I think you're, I think it's that, uh, you're still on his head. He's still- I like that. He's maybe, maybe like the camera pans over and he's standing up and I'm just like on his head, like claws in the fucking eyes. 
Um, uh, get, get it off me. Get it, get it off me. Are you going to approach my friend? I'll look over to 18,000 and say, I think we're good. Thanks, okay, 18,000, 18,000 dismounts. <laughs> and, um, with that, all of the warriors, of the Agacross sort of start to drag their backs off towards the, uh, the Northwest where you can assume, um, they make their home. Perhaps the, the Royal palace, the Royal city is off in that, in that, uh, area. The witch, uh, Princess Lila steps back into the witch and the cockpit uh, closes back into that sort of closed, closed bloom shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and she flies off into the distance on in, in her witch. Perhaps Derek imagines it or maybe uh, her head tilts back for one last look at the dashing prince, which is who has promised that she will meet his father, the king <laughs> of Belina. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which to remind everyone at home, he is not. <laughs> Super not. Super Hondo P not. Um yeah, I think Derek uh slowly uh walks backward a little, kind of dazed, um, into his cockpit and then closes it. Well, dancers, we're back in sort of a scene mode. We're out of combat. So uh, and now no turn order. Everyone throw in and I'll, I'll give you rolls uh, when I think you need them. Here we are. Uh, signal has now burned out. The warriors of the Agate Cross have left. I, I would love to be having having been repairing my mech the whole time that was happening. <laughs> so there's just clanging in the background. <laughs> like every so often over the personal comms between us you hear like i cannot believe this (laughs) you've got to be fucking kidding me who are you gonna dress up as a kink okay 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 one it's gonna be fine probably um and derek is also repairing his uh (laughs) mech as he does this um look Look, we've all, you know, dressed someone up and said they were a king once to a foreigner in order to, like, kiss a cute lady, right? That's a normal thing, right? Right? I dressed up as a czar once. It went pretty well. See? Okay. Atwe, gonna need to take some notes out of your book. Um, But I think (laughs) this is great. That's a later problem, though, I think. (laughs) Um, And I I look like my mech looks off toward where that flare was a while ago. He's like, should we be worried? Do we want it? Should we do something about these? Should we do something about that? Is it an Android thing? Is it a... Um, So 18,000 is like, put Julia, a question about this ship. Like, can I just like push it like a snow shovel to just like get the androids back into it? Oh, um, yeah, try it. Some of them might get crushed underneath it, but like, see what you can do. Yeah. How do I, what do I do? Yeah. Let's go ahead and do a roll for that. Um, do you have any triggers that might help you with that roll? Uh, no. <laughs> then let's just I mean, do the, the, the regular <laughs> vanilla D20. Yeah, great. All right. Get a die out. Um, <laughs> would you take a nine? No. <laughs> <laughs> so 
18,000 describe how you fail to scoop up the android. I think 18,000 like picks this thing up that's way too heavy and just like it falls back on the mech and like kicks up a bunch of snow that just like fills the cabin and like covers 18,000's head. And meanwhile, more androids just kind of fall out of it. At this yeah. point, you, there's definitely like a hundred of these things, at least, and there's more coming out. And once again, they're not threatening. They're not like attacking you. They are just sort of stumbling around like they're, and then, and then you realize that the ones who can kind of walk relatively well are kind of zombie shuffling towards the scientist's base, like in that direction. Can I could I put them in a portable bunker? <laughs> Can we do something like that? I see no reason why you cannot put them in a I'm bunker. In like, I don't know. Close it up or drag it <laughs> with us somehow. <laughs> I see literally zero reason why you cannot pack them to go. <laughs> Beautiful. Um. Well, while that's happening, can I isolate like one of them after I'm done with my repairs and use hack or fix um, to like run a diagnostic on like what in the hell is happening here? Yeah, for sure. Let's go ahead and do. Um, so Tristan, you want to do that from from your mech, right? Yeah, it's a mech move. Okay, great. I mean, we're in narrative, but I also I don't know. I think you can still you can still do that. Um, it, and it's you don't have to roll for that move, right? You just deploy it. No, I just deploy it. It's like a I think a four tile or something area. Oh, then great. Yeah, that will definitely take all the mechs. So I say just do it. <laughs> I mean, not Beautiful. the mechs. I'm sorry, all the androids. Um, so uh, Tristan, can you describe how uh, how the the large um, fortress takes all of these androids? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, a lot of things are probably happening with decency at once. Um, I think they are pushing the worms. They've taken a chunk off of the inside of their mech and are pushing the worms out with uh, like one of those hand things. It's like a long on a stick and you can squeeze it and it can pick things up for you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they have one of those and they're just like pushing the worms out and then they're putting the paneling back on (laughs) inside the mech. And um, I think they pause to see if uh, 18,000's bucket plan works. And when it doesn't... (laughs) um, You see a big snowman with like a tail, a mech tail coming out of it. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) They just, they, um, they just hit like a big button that glows a little bit. I think... I mean, we joked I've, when we were doing this in practice, we joked it was the, um, what was it? The cat crate or whatever. <laughs> what did Julia call it? <laughs> yeah, it's the transportable cat cat crate. Yeah, I think it's, I think they've absolutely taken a piece of duct tape and written that on it and put it over that button to <laughs> remind themselves what it's attached to. Um, and I think they just pound that button and then go back to like repairing um the the mech and what happens is technically in combat i deploy it and then it like actually turns into a bunker um on my i think started my next turn or something so i think what happens is it just kind of falls around um a lot of them and probably similarly might crush bits of of some um and then it starts um i think like 
like metal paneling of some kind just starts to unfold from like the circle circular area and come up into um maybe some kind of like dome like since it's four by four some kind of like dome like um shape um, I- i'm thinking y'all are going to be known for your delicacy very soon <laughs> 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 um that is awesome so um y'all see uh uh, decencies cat crates start to come out and and it does in fact capture all of the androids um uh and within the the ship that little that little drone ship right there um so the the androids in theory are going to be uh, it's it's sort of like trapping a spider in a jar and then dragging the jar <laughs> so in theory they 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 are they are contained they're good putting a giant piece of paper like under the jar and then like turning it over <laughs> Uh, Derek, you then um, are make sure that you have um, sort of grabbed one <laughs> before it was put into the cat carrier and go ahead and do your your role for me. And you're going to use hack or fix. So that's a that's a trigger that you're going to add yeah. to your role. And I have plus six on that because I leveled up in that a bunch. Ooh, um, is that the 20? Let me check. It's a one or a 20. It's 20. Haha. Yeah. So 26. Oh, wow. What a nat wow. 20. Wow. Oh wow. my God. Wow. Super wow. hack. Wow. Heck yeah. A super hack. Uh, Derek, you may not be a prince, but you are very good at hacking, my friend. You are very <laughs> good at diagnostics. Maybe you're the prince of diagnostics. Of diagnostics. <laughs> <laughs> Still not a prince. Um, so um, I love that Derek is hardcore his way into an Aladdin plot. <laughs> <laughs> with Otway as the genie maybe like i don't know yes. <laughs> love that um i think unfortunately i have to be the, the tiger <laughs> i don't know you might be the uh, 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 Abu, the, the monkey character <laughs> Decent- wait who's the rug <laughs> you oh, can be no. the rug you can be the rug <laughs> okay. Um, Derek, you go and uh, how how does Derek with his build? Is that how he uh, and a laptop with his mech? What do you like to do your diagnostic work on when it comes um, to tech? Yeah, I have data plating. Um, so it's a comlinked jewelry. So I think it is my my mask bill thing um, is like its own computer, um, and I think. Uh, kind of like Sombra, um, if you know Overwatch. Um, She has like, she keyboards in the air and like a screen comes up and I think it's like gesture based. So I think he like comes up to this Android um, and like swipes something and then like an interface comes up and he's trying to just like, what is going on with you? What What is your primary function that you're trying to execute right now well first things first uh the first immediate thing that your diagnostic brings up is that these have no serial number and no manufacturer uh linked to to them uh that comes up completely blank no even planet of origin uh no one's name is attached to any of these uh which is weird (laughs) um the actual makeup of of these android skeletons you can tell there are um uh, this is just one part of many um uh this is perhaps a uh, literally just a skeleton because you see 
um, that uh, within these this sort of diagnostic, you're seeing a lot of uh, ports, a lot of uh, slots, a lot of things where other things should go. Um, mm. You're seeing, uh, in fact, um, a very a very large sort of uh, there's a very large cavity sort of in the um, in in the back of the spinal column. Uh, there's sort mm. of this this large cavity with tons of tons of particular ports there, and uh, you're like, oh, this this android is definitely meant to be hooked up to something, mm-hmm. um, and that also the rest of it perhaps is made to be to be hooked up to more more parts. Maybe the skeleton yeah. is only the beginning. Ah, yeah, these things seem, they're not done. This feels like a segment of a robot, not a full android. I guess uh, I would want to take a peek around the ship if that doesn't seem like a good way to die. Uh, (laughs) Like they don't seem to be aggressive. They don't seem to be attacking. Um, and I think I would press my luck as much as I'm able to see if I can like poke around in the ship. But at the first sign of like, these things are techno zombies and will murder you, Derek will immediately nope out of there. Well, Uh, right now the ship is in the cat carrier because yeah. So you'd have to get through the cat carrier. Um, can there, is there a door to the cat carrier, Tristan? It doesn't say I can, I'm sure we could just say there's a door to the cat carrier there's a door to the cat carrier (laughs) um i'd like to poke inside just to see if there's like are there additional parts in here are these the only things that were on the ship were they supposed to be assembled on the ship but that process didn't happen um like those are the immediate questions that he has and once i satisfy those i think he's ready to bounce do you have any sort of investigation um uh trigger um not really take control doesn't seem like the right thing so i think it's just a flat d20 i have spot if i could come look as well yeah i'll come and look as well i roll an eight so i'm not Uh, i'm not spot you look inside and you're like holy crap there's so many robots (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's a lot of robots Wait, do you want to do you want to come in and take a look at the cat carrier? <laughs> yes, let me. Can someone roll a d20 for me, please? Oh, sure. <laughs> Thank you. And then plus two. Ten plus two is twelve. That succeeds. All righties. So, Otwe, as uh, Derek is looking around, realizing, man, this is so many robots, um, you um, very sort of deftly make your way around the sort of sprawling zombie zombie androids, and uh, you make your way into the ship. Um, this ship is a drone ship, which means that it is not meant to be to be piloted by a human being. Um, there, you know, are comms in case a, a human being is perhaps on on board uh, with. But you see, there there is no human being on board this particular ship. Um, you look around, you see that there are uh, various hookups for where these androids were clearly sort of strapped in. It looks like when the ship crashed, those restraints were either released or they were they were broken by the crash. It looks like this this ship is is long and enough, and these androids were packed in tightly enough that yeah, at least a hundred are going to fit in here. Um, and that you see that um, once again something interesting when you when you uh, 
take a look at the the door of the ship that the androids clawed through, you see there's a very uh, advanced and unique kind of lock on that ship, uh, a lock that needs um, many different kinds of of, uh, bio code in order to enter, meaning that there really is only one person who could have opened the ship at all. Now, uh, as for what's in the ship, um, when you when you take a look around uh, at all of those sort of random robot limbs that are that are left, <laughs> um, you you are seeing that um, it looks as though these were uh, all all packed in specifically. This ship may have been even engineered specifically to bring these on board. Although from the outside, it, it should look like a pretty standard drone cargo ship. You don't see anything that you thought that you might see at the scientist's base. These things are definitely very unique, uh, and you you haven't seen anything like them that you that you remember from from the scientist's space. Um, and you also uh, don't don't see any sort of like property of uh, any anything at the at the scientist's space either, which you would expect to see on cargo from them. Okay, um, so Atway says. Uh, it looks like they were supposed to be strapped in. I don't think they were supposed to be wandering around, but the crash set them loose. And uh, it's very clear that the people who packed this in didn't want anybody to know what was in here or to whom uh, it came from or was linked to. So uh, as we saw when we talked to the scientists at the beginning of this mission, they do not want anyone to know what's going on in here. Um, I don't know how we feel about that, but they're up to something. Intelligence does love to pl- pretend it's someone else's problem. So uh, when you you leave the cat carrier with all of the robots still sort of, that maybe some of them are kind of like trying to get up on the top or something. Like, <laughs> they're definitely all trying to get towards the scientist's base. Um, mm. At this point, all seems quiet on the Western front. You know, it's been probably about 15 or 20 minutes since that flare went up. Yeah, we should probably go deal with that, right? Yeah, do we want to uh, try to take these androids with us or leave them here and come back? What do we think? What's our speed situation if we if we just push this thing? Like, do we is it a lot slower or? <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say it will be somewhat slower, but um, the Ever Given's pretty strong. I bet it could tow it pretty easily. Yeah, I think it just pushes it. If if that's what we want to do, I think it would just they would just push. Yeah, I might scout ahead, just because pushing a fortress seems like it will still take a while. Um, and so I'm happy to be like an advanced team heading toward um, the. Floor. Yeah, I mean to be fair, some of you are faster than others. That might be a good mm-hmm. idea. I am teasing uh, Derek over the comms the entire time. Like, do you, you think your girlfriend would give us a salary if we're going to serve as emissaries for the scientists? Well, uh, I didn't as... know I was a retainer. I have a retainer fee. Um, <laughs> That's the well, thing knights about get nice living quarters as fellows in arms. Um, I think we're no, kind no, of no. all. No, no, no. I don't think we're fellows in arms when you're a prince and I'm a knight. <laughs> you did say that we were your employees. You haven't been paying me at all. <laughs> Can we talk about this back on Felina? <laughs> <laughs> and he turns off his comms <laughs> and then like boosts forward 
Derek, 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 you up? Derek, Derek. <laughs> um, okay, so Derek, are you going on alone because you have totally screwed up and called the rest of the team your servants? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassedly. Um, is anyone else, does anyone else want to go ahead or are they going to stay with um, uh, Decency and the Android cat carrier? I think Decency probably makes it clear that they would love some company with these creepy-ass robots. Um. <laughs> I think um, if 18,000 wants to stay with Decency, then Athway might try to catch up with Derek and just make sure he's not going on his own. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Crabs along. Yeah, I think 18,000 like parks Lee's concern atop the fortress and is like quickly repairing. <laughs> 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 Great. Okay, so Derek, despite your wanting to be alone, uh, Otway cr- like uh, walks up, beh- like um, skittles up behind you in uh, Otway's uh, crab-like mech, <laughs> and the two can of I... you are off together. Uh, so I don't know if, if how I can get him to reopen his comms. Maybe he just like waves in the window, <laughs> like I want to say something to you. Uh... <laughs> um... He opens short communications, like Great. close okay. radio. Great. <laughs> uh, so he says, okay, Derek, don't mind them. What you did was very effective. In the short term, there may be some problems to solve and things to navigate later, but um, uh, I saw some real gumption. You handled that very nicely. Pothole would be very proud. A single tear rolls down. Derek's <laughs> <Jerry> cheek. <laughs> um he looks away wipes his face um that that means a lot to me uh i don't know sometimes you see a beautiful person who's trying to kill you and you think what if they just choked me a little instead (laughs) i've been there right (laughs) yep Thanks, Atway. That means a lot to me. <laughs> um, after learning some deep lore about Derek and Atway, <laughs> um, Derek and, and, and Atway, uh, you, um, uh, your mechs are the first ones to to get closer to to the scientist's space, and the the closer you get. Actually, you start to see um, smoke is billowing out of mm. uh, of the of the base when you cross when you go over uh, a hill and you can finally see through the haze you see that uh definitively part of the scientist space is smoking it may have just recently been been up in flames perhaps uh i'd open all comms and say looks like there was a fire going into check uh and i'll boost forward um uh 18000 and decency you are uh both in the taking up the rear when you hear that message uh, 18,000 at this point has just finished repairing his mech and like jumps back, uh, with decency and starts pushing. <laughs> um, great. So you guys are sped up as, as a cat is helping to push the cat carrier, a site we have never seen except on TikTok. Um, <laughs> I, I do think, I do think decency will speak up, um, and, and say, um, something, something along the lines of like, don't push too far. Yeah. I think they feel a little nervous about Derek taking off. Oh, to Derek, not to not to eighteen thousand. We can push as far as we want. I was going to say we have to push it all the way. (laughs) 
we will find a good place for this cat carrier full of creepy robots. Derek, don't push too far. <laughs> so yeah, I've got his back. I'm sure those dum-dums just blew themselves up or something. <laughs> <laughs> he's done with the scientists. I don't know why, but he's just done. <laughs> I feel it. They were they were very withholding. <laughs> I know that there is a perception of scientists going into labs and then coming out with their eyebrows charred and their hair all backwards from getting exploded on. But science is boring. <laughs> so I don't say that. <laughs> uh, ben does entire bit, then goes, I didn't say that. <laughs> I retcon that. Much. I don't know why I did the character voice. <laughs> I retcon everything my character did. <laughs> yeah, and I actually I got to go retcon back to like in the first round I killed all the mechs in the second round I fucked all their moms. Yeah, like I'd actually like to retcon my character idea. I am now. <laughs> 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 um, uh, okay, so. Um, uh, Derek and Achway, you as you um, slowly push forward uh, as far as, of course, you would like to go, you do see that, that the, the smoke is still billowing. And also the um, particular transport ship, the one, the large one made for, for, for human beings that the scientists were using is, is gone. It's missing. Oh, that's a feels bad. Does it look like it took off? Um, well, it's sort of difficult to tell something like that because it was yeah. in, a, in a a hangar built for taking off, and there's but, but obviously it went somewhere and it probably flew. Gotcha. Like it doesn't look like it was dragged somewhere. It doesn't look like yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, hmm. I mean, I think we got to go in and check it out, right? The lab wasn't large enough for us to like be in our mechs in right no yeah yeah so i think i'll dismount um near. i mean i guess i guess you could but it'd be like you wouldn't be able to get through most door frames right. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think there's like a garage right like a <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll dismount like near the entrance um and see if i can open the door on foot uh great derek you can open the door the door actually um uh, flies open and uh, you can see that there are inside uh, a lot of the scientists that you vaguely remember seeing are are there and there's obviously a lot of commotion people are, are talking uh, looking things things up on a computer uh, a few are on phones obviously trying to get a hold of some people um, it looks like there's no immediate um, you know, the, the smoke is still going, so you can assume that it's some that there's someone out there back in that section of the lab who is trying to contain mm -hmm. the fire. Uh, but these people seem to be uh, in charge of trying to communicate to the outside. I think I think I'll like try to get someone's attention and be like, hey, what's going on here? Um, I think Atwe would uh, have also dismounted, but turn on his invisibility in his stealth hard suit and um, walk in as well and kind of scope out what's going on and witness this. It's invisible. Love that. I mean, um, so you see the same thing. Of course, all of these particular mm. scientists are clearly trying to get a hold of something, trying to maybe try to repair communications. You see someone in the corner doing that. Uh, Derek, the person you get a hold of, she's got mm. um, sort of curly brown hair. And uh, she goes, oh, you're, you're the Lancers that Dr. Russell hired, right? To, to go and get the cargo ship back? Yeah. We've secured the drones. Um, what happened? Dr drones? 
You mean the drone ship? There was only one drone ship. Drones. I mean, it was full of androids. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. What happened here? Wait, and that, no, no, that it wasn't full of, no, it was, it, that was full of biological material samples. They were full of samples for. No, it'll be here in a little bit. Uh, and it, it, this is, this isn't, none of it's making sense. Uh, look, there was an explosion in, in the, uh, out in, in the main lab in lab number one over there. We can't get in there right now. There's a huge fire. We're trying to contain it. And, and all the comm lines are down. We don't understand why. We're, we're thinking maybe something was mis- miswired when we set up the lab. It doesn't make any sense. So we're a little panicked here, unless you can help us either contain the fire or get to the outside world. Uh, I guess just stand back. Yeah. Um, I can lead or inspire or take control. I think leader inspires more uh, apropos in this situation. Um, so I could attempt to uh, like get a hold of the situation and start barking orders to people about like, you move that over there. You come with me. We're checking this out. I'm definitely going to add a difficulty because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> yeah, That's do funny. it. I'm adding a difficulty. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Um, okay. My leader inspire is plus four. Um, but then we'll roll a D six as well. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I rolled a seven on my D 20 plus four would get me to 11. Um, but then I rolled a six on my difficulty, which will bring it way, way down. Mm. Uh, Derek uh, McDuck, tell me how you inspire these people when you don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. <laughs> when I come down to a five. Um, I think Derek McDuck is like, I think I know what's going on here. You just need to. And he's saying like words that do not make sense with regards to comms. He's like, it sounds like you've got something wrong with the carburetor output velocity. So really, you need to just kind of tap that on the you just you just tap it until it makes that sound and then it just like it should work um but you do that i'm gonna go deal with this fire um yeah and he just starts walking <laughs> and, uh every, you just got every scientist has sort of like slowly looked up at you as you ramble nonsense um Achway, what about you what are you doing i was just thinking um Maybe if I can discreetly talk to Derek and um, remind him about what we saw on the drone ship, that there was like uh, some kind of biometric lock, that if we can figure out who um, who it was that was needed to do that, they would probably have actual answers as to what was going on or what mm. that stuff is. As Derek is rambling, do you go up behind him? <laughs> Yeah, I think as he starts walking away, uh, he comes over. He says, "Okay, not so smooth that time, Derek. That's okay. Mm-hmm. We win some, we lose some. <laughs> I think next course of action would be to find uh, who that biometric lock uh, needs to open it, because they probably know what was going on. Because that scientist had no clue. Yeah, I mean, 
It's probably the guy who sent us, right? What was his name again? Uh, Ber- Bertrand Russell. Bertrand Russell, yeah. Hey, is Bertrand around here somewhere? <laughs> he shouts at no one in particular. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, one person looks up and says, he was in the lab with mm. Alice. And Alice is 18,000's own mom. mom? Okay. I think Ooh. I think Derek takes off at a run mm. um, <laughs> toward the lab. Yeah, that's why we'll follow. Uh, great. Decency at 18,000. I'm going to say by now you see you've come up on the same hill and you see the smoke coming out of the lab. And d- does 18,000 recognize like where in the facility this is coming from? Or does he not know this facility, this particular facility very well? I would say you don't. Yeah, no, you you don't recognize this facility well enough um, to be able to unless you have photographic memory because you got a chewer. No. You, pho- you don't have photographic memory. OK, then no, I, I don't think you would know exactly where it's coming from. Did uh, Derek or Atwe relay any of the information they were getting? Um, I can pop that, that over comms as I start uh, taking mm-hmm. off. Um, just Alice is maybe involved in the explosion. I'm heading toward the lab to see if we can get some answers. Oh God. Um, okay. Wait, I, I have, uh, I have two thoughts. Um, thought one. Um, my mother is not a thought. She is in danger. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe Derek came out of this. <laughs> I can't believe Derek. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to let Derek come out of this with that with a date without me getting one too. So sorry, eighteen thousand. I'm your dad now. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Okay. But I gotta, I gotta re. I feel like I have twelve pillows around my head. <laughs> Give me one second. One. <laughs> um. Does it? Is the lab? Is the explosion clearly in a place that's like along an outer wall near us? Does that make sense? Yeah, I would say you can tell that there's like it's like at the back section is the one that's probably on fire while the smoke is coming out of it. The fire is still in the room. You know, it hasn't like gone through the walls or anything like that, but all of the smoke is coming out of out of the, the windows and out of the roof and things like that. Cool. Second thing, can I read the situation? Um, I, I'm specifically looking for maybe even like structural damage where I could use the Ever Given to open up the wall and like just get directly into that space or let some air in or something or like an exit, provide an exit. For sure. Uh, go ahead and uh, roll for me uh, a D20 um, plus that plus plus whatever your um, trigger is there. Yeah. So if on the trigger, if it says plus four, that's you just already add four. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, cool. I rolled a 12. So 16. Amazing. So that's going to succeed. So decency, uh, tell me how you fire, fire person acts your way into this. <laughs> um, oh, I'm trying to think if there's anything like 
I use in combat. That would be a cool thing to have, but I don't, th- I don't think so. De- I mean, decency is good at blowing things up both in mech and in person, but that feels like the wrong choice right now <laughs> under these circumstances. So I think probably what it looks like is you said there were windows there. Yeah. I think it probably looks like, um, the ever given just taking a full hand like punch through a window um and then tearing away maybe any of the um any of like the bottom wall under it if there is any if that makes sense so there's like an on the ground kind of exit like just like basically punching hand through window shoveling the bottom wall section back so there's like a walkable exit so now the, the fire, you can clearly see that this lab is on fire. And on the other side, you can see a, a group of scientists in some um, some hard suits trying to fight it off. They definitely have sort of like, um, uh, I, I would call them kind of futuristic uh, fire extinguishers they got going on. Uh, they are not firefighters, but they're doing their damnedest. They, and this fire is way bigger than sort of a normal small lab fire they might have to encounter. Um, you don't immediately see, you don't see Alice and you don't see uh, Dr. Russell. Um, 18,000. What about you? What are you going to do? So I think with this new, uh, this new hole that decency opened, um, he is going to grab like, like, you know, take the, the, the box, like with one sort of paw, take the box off, grab the ship that's now full of snow and try to just like throw as much of the snow onto the fire as possible. Um, um, hey, I don't hate it. Uh, what do you have any triggers that might help with that? So I was thinking apply fists to faces because, uh, you know, as it says, this is net- never subtle, never clean and probably causes a lot of noise. I think I like it. I like okay. it. Do it. So I got a plus two on that and I'm going to roll a 15 plus two is 17. Yes. All right. 18,000. Tell me how you use all this snow. Yeah, I I think that basically, like, you know, got a lot of snow in this, this, like, ship. Like, basically, it's mostly snow with, like, some androids going, like, inside. So, like, a couple of the androids definitely do, like, fly out and, like, clatter into the fire. But then, like, a lot of the snow just, like, starts drowning this fire and melting. And I don't think it probably doesn't get it all, but it probably gets quite a lot of it, given that it's a, a drone ship full of snow. I wish that we had like a kill count for these androids for how many you have crushed, <laughs> set on fire, dismembered. <laughs> Do you mean to roll something? Uh, sure. Why not roll a d20? Yeah, great. Um, so that killed. Uh, no. No, I don't accept this. It only killed one of them? No. no. Roll that again. I'm rolling it again. <laughs> Three? <laughs> I'm rolling it again. I'm going to kill more of them. <laughs> Okay, that's 14, so... Kill 14 androids. Uh, everyone at home, we we only roll when it's... We re-roll only when it's not funny. Then we re-roll to make sure it's funny. <laughs> uh, we're not cheating. We're just making the bit work. Um, uh, so the androids come popping out. Uh, the snow does a great job, and that in combination with the scientist fire extinguishers, the fire does go out, and you're just left with that steam, that white steam uh, coming out uh, from this now pretty charred... Uh, lab, which was very, very large. It was sort of the, the prize lab of the facility. And uh, now it's just full of sort of these lightly burnt androids <laughs> and a lot of burnt um, uh, equipment. Samples are probably gone. Science, the scientists are sort of looking over in, in horror at probably what they've lost. Um, Derek and Otway, you were headed toward the lab. I'm going to go ahead and say that you 
you made it. They've got great signage. So you know where to go. And um, (laughs) you arrive just as the fire has been put out. Yeah. And 18,000 turns back to decency and says like over speaker. Thank you. Um, I, I don't have a trigger for it, but I would try to, uh, like read a sitch or, um, get a sense of, uh, if I can spot Bertrand or Alice here. Otway, you do have spot or, or mm, I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not Derek, you can do it too, but just, uh, yeah. in, uh, do people, bo- do a lot of people want to do that Three. at the same time? <laughs> yeah. I rolled a seven plus two. Got a good old nine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I could misty. do it. I could do it again now that I'm able to like look inside the actual building. I feel yeah, like. go for go ahead and try it. Oh, that's a twenty. Hey. Stop. Okay. So Derek and Otway, it's hard for you to see. That's the steam is pretty thick at this point, and the scientists are sort of blocking your way from looking into the lab, um, and you're not having a great time trying to to force your way forward, even though Otway is invisible. And Otway, you also know if you walk through that steam and you're invisible, people are going to like probably notice that something is there. <laughs> <laughs> so you're hanging back. Uh, decency, however, when you look out your cockpit into um, the burnt lab, you can see th- that you don't see any bodies. You don't see any people. You don't see any closed off areas like anywhere where anyone would be hiding. It looks like definitely Alice and Bertrand are not are not here at, at all. Where'd that um, ship that was here go? Anyone know? Uh, a scientist steps forward. It, it, it took off during the commotion. We we don't know who took it or, or why. I have a feeling. And then I'll look at 18,000. <laughs> the, whole, the whole mech turns to look at 18,000. <laughs> the big mech oh, turns no. too. <laughs> yeah, 18,000 is like dismounted to like look for mother and just sort of looks back and says... They always come back when they leave. Oh, my God. On that beautiful note, we are going to um, fade our scene over a few hours later from where our Lancers are, but uh, many, many light years away as well. So, you know, time differences. We are back on we're back on Belena, uh, back in the city of Belena, I should say, um, at the Unio headquarters. And there, for them, it is uh, early morning, crack of dawn, start of the workday, where the likes of uh, Jimmy John, janitor robot, will be going ahead and looking for Otwe in his usual closet. Uh, He's not to be seen there this morning. Uh, Jimmy John doesn't know how to feel about it, or even if Jimmy John feels, he doesn't know. Uh, But elsewhere in the building, specifically up on the top floor, the executive suites. Uh, one Vera is uh, entering her office. Um, she um, is headed to her large uh, wing back chair, the one that she loves to sit in and lecture Otway on his lack of ambition, et cetera, et cetera. Though uh, as she is getting close to the chair, she stops. And uh, Vera hasn't been a Lancer for a while, but she still has a lot of those instincts. And one of them is to know when she's being watched. Otwe, don't you think it's a little early for this? There is silence, though. Usually by this point, Otwe would say something like... I never could hide from you, could I? But he doesn't say anything. Vera turns back around, and standing there is not Otwe. 
But as the uh, invisible suit starts to dissolve, it is uh, a person that she knows only by reputation and frankly, by client file. Dr. Bertrand Russell uh, lifts up a pistol that he was carrying and points it at Vera. (laughs) I think you need to come with me. Dungeons and Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Brian Backus, Percival Hornack, and Nicholas Orvis, and is mixed and edited by Anthony Sertel-Dean. Our Lancer game features Julia Doolittle as the GM, Todd Brian Backus as Derek McDuck, Giovanni Camaño as Otway, Ben Ferber as 18,000 slash fish, and Tristan B. Willis as Decency B. Dam. Lancer was written by Miguel Lopez and Tom Parkinson Morgan, and was published by Massive Press. If you'd like to help us continue exploring the intersection of theater and tabletop role-playing games, consider leaving us a review on your podcast app of choice or supporting us and getting access to our patron-only bonus content at patreon.com slash dungeonsanddramanerds. You can find our social media and website links, including our cast bios, at the link tree in our show notes. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Dungeons and Drama Nerds. <laughs>